I'm Jay Cornell. I'm a comedian in New York City, and for the past 10 years, I've been living and breathing the restaurant industry. This is a show where I'll be talking to comedians, actors, bartenders, chefs, and restaurant owners about all things going out. We'll talk about restaurants, bars, staying in, drinking, not drinking, and whatever else we want. This is Going Out with Jake Cornell. Hello. Hi. Wait, okay. Sorry. This has been a disaster. Oh my God. Also, it's going to be my roommate's dog. The dog of the podcast is not Penny Blaine today. It is Kate. Um, and Kate. it's it's her dinner time in like 20 minutes. So she's like ready to go. Um, no, but um, what was I going to say? Oh, wait. So I didn't like <laughs> this. The past like hour has been ridiculous because I, I've been like rushing around all day because this meeting I had this morning took way longer than I thought it was going to like, and it was a good meeting. Like I wasn't mad about it, but then it was like the things I was planning to do today just got like all crunched in. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to have time to go to the gym. And then, and I was like stressed about it. And then it got to like this afternoon and I finished the other thing I had to do today. And I was like, wait, I have plenty of time to go to the gym. Like, why was I so stressed? And then I go to the gym and I stop at the grocery store on the way and I buy like a protein shake. And mm-hmm. and then I go to the gym and I'm in the locker room and then I get the Google Calendar alert that's like, intro recording and I was like oh that's why because I have a fucking intro recording in half an hour and now I'm at the gym so then I had to like just turn oh god which is like fine like it's my fault I just fucked up my calendar it's not the end of the world like if I don't go to the gym one day but like I was like motherfucker and so (laughs) and then I was late well no you were late but that's fine but then this is where the real kicker comes in so then I'm leaving the gym and I'm like I'm sort of like I'm in a weird I've been eating weird today. So I was like, am I hungry? Like, should I have a snack? I'm meeting a friend for dinner later. So I swing back through the grocery store that's above my gym. And I'm like, do I want anything? And I'm like walking around for a second. And I'm like, no, I'm like not that hungry. I'll just like eat with my friend when I go meet her. So then I leave the grocery store. And then I'm waiting to cross the street outside the grocery store. And all of a sudden, this guy is like kind of in my face. And he's like, did you pay for that muscle milk? And I'm like, and I had my headphones. And so I was like, what? And I like take my headphones out and he's like wearing the uniform of the grocery store I just left. And he's like, he's like, did you pay for that muscle milk that you have in your bag? And I was like, so deeply confused because I was also just kind of like dazed and like, like, you know, when you just get like pulled out, like I was like listening to music. I just was like so confused. And I was like, like, this is evidence that like in a crisis, not that this was a crisis, but like, I don't think in a crisis, I always think I would do well in a crisis, but the way I responded to this man kind of yelling at me, like was, does not bode well for me. Cause I was like, what? And he was like, he was like, what? he was like that my security guy says you just stole a muscle milk. And I was like, so confused because I was like forgetting like, oh, I guess when I was in there 10 minutes ago, I did buy a muscle milk and then leave and then drink it and then go to the gym and change in the locker room, realize I had this intro recording, change back, go like, it was like, so it was like long enough ago that I was like, what? And then I was like, no, I was there before and I paid for it. And he was like, no, my guy says you didn't pay for it. And he was like, just show me your receipt. And I'm like, who takes the receipt at the grocery store? For like one single muscle milk. I was like, I can show you my banking app. And he was like, all right, show me your banking app. So then I like get, I have to like open my banking. This is like also like in my neighborhood where people like know me. Like, so I'm like, someone's going to, someone I know is seeing me on the street being accused of, like, they probably said something in the store too. Like people in this neighborhood think I steal muscle milks from the market. I'm humiliated. So then I pull up my picking app and I'm like, see, like it says it. And he's like, all right, thank you. Like doesn't even really apologize and goes back inside. And I was like, what just happened? 
And I'm sort of like, here's the I thing. Just... Here's the thing is like, I'm a large man. Like, and I found this to be an intimidating experience. Like, I don't like, I'm like, don't, you shouldn't be doing that to like a mother who like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I hope you're not treating people this way. Like in our, you know what I mean? Like you can't just be like chasing people out of a store and accusing them of theft on the street. That's like not how this works. Also just like, the amount of people that like steal from the self checkout all the fucking time, like actually steal. I'm sort and of don't like, what do you, yeah, I'm like, it's just like, I'm like, I get you're like a business and you have, I'm, I get that you're a business and you have like shit going on, like you need to make money, but like l- chill out, my dude. Like, don't chase me out of the store and down the street and then accuse me of stealing something when I didn't. I also go to this store, especially for like a $2 beverage. It's also like my grocery store that like I go to like twice a day that's like always there. So it's like, I'm like, what? Like, who? Why would I just suddenly start stealing like a year into going here multiple times a day? Do you know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah, that's bizarre. I might send an email, but that feels Karen-y to do. But I also just want to be like, hey, like, tell your employee to don't not chase people out of the store and tell them that they, like, yell at them on the street. Yeah, I think that that's not Karen-y. I think you can do it. I think you can do it in a nice way. No, 100%. Um, and, like, so it just felt weird. And, yeah, it was a weird experience. But I'm here now, and I'm happy to talk to you. <laughs> I'm so sorry that happened to you. It's that fine. Sounds... I mean, it's not that bad. I just was like, so <laughs> like, what? It was really jarring, but I'm fine. It's very jarring. I, I hate like getting in trouble by like people in these like semi positions of authority that like aren't actually real. Oh my God. You know what I mean? No, like I literally saw, it's actually funny that this happened today because this morning I saw a TikTok. Did you see this? Well, you're not really on TikTok. There was a TikTok I saw this morning that happened last night where in Australia, there was, like, this woman who, like, it was, like, a parking garage. And, like, the there's, like, woman, there was something wrong with her pass. Like, I think it was, like, a parking garage that's for, like, where people work. And so, like, everyone has, like, annual passes or, like, monthly passes. And her pass, okay. like, was glitching. And the customer uh-huh. service woman was, like, wouldn't let her leave the parking garage. And there was, like, hundreds <laughs> of cars backed up through the parking garage being, like, we can't get out because this woman won't let this woman out. And she was, like, I'm telling you, like, here is my membership number. Like, And, like, this woman on the other end was, like, it was in Australia. So she's, like, I'm sorry, you have to pay for your parking. I don't know what to tell you. And it's, like, all of these people going up to the thing being, like, she did pay for parking. We're all here. We all see her pass. And this, like, woman who, like, again, it's, like, ma'am, this woman paying, like, $15 for parking does not affect your income. And, like, you holding on to this, like, small grain of power is, like, the most pathetic shit in the world. It really gives, like, Paul Blart mall cop vibes. You know what I 100%. mean? 100%. Where it's, like, what? Like, 100%. Just let people live, bro. Like, I, I feel like if I had one of those jobs, I would use my power for good. Well, that's the thing. Cause it's like, here's the thing that happens. Like, <laughs> I, cause I think about it a lot. Cause like in restaurants, obviously like when I worked in restaurants and when I bartended or whatever, it's like, there's always that constant thing of like, what is reasonable? Like, cause obviously like the recourse sometimes when something fucks up is like, Oh, we'll like take it off the check or we'll send you a free item. And like, right. It's always like, it sucks because it's like, you really, and it doesn't suck, but like there's a, there's this sort of like, you have to like feel it out where it's like, you have to, it's a, that, there's a real art form to that because it's like, there are times where like I fucked up and I'm like, okay, we like really fucked this up. Like let's send something, something as an apology. Or if it's like, wow, that like, there was some like disastrous issue in the kitchen and that steak took an hour. There's no way in hell they're paying for that. Do you know what I mean? Like there are these like certain right. things, but then like when, I, especially when I worked in like the fancy restaurants, like the restaurant I don't name, like <laughs> it's like, what would happen there is like, it's like people would act, people would get really upset over something not that bad. 
And then mm-hmm. the kitchen would, the, the manager would like send them a bunch of free stuff or cut. And I'm like, no, that's like reinforcing this bad behavior. And then there's also this other thing that would happen in restaurants where like something pretty minor would happen that is just sort of like the risk you take when like you... Like part of just eating Part of just eating at a restaurant is like, oh, like, like I'm try- I can't even think of... Like something I always think is like people make... I don't know that everyone's going to be on my side with this, but like... When people freak out when they find, like, a small hair in their food, I'm like, you did choose to go to a restaurant where someone else is is cooking your food. And, like, humans have hair. Like, I know it's, like, there shouldn't be a ton of hair in your food, but I'm always, like, it's this thing that culturally we have where it's, like, if you find a hair in your food, it's, like, you suddenly you're entitled to, like, the world and beyond. And I'm, like, it's gross. And I think you are more than welcome to, like, send it back. And if it's, like, a really long hair, it's, like, yeah, their hair should be up. Like, why is their hair down like that? But I am sort of, like... I am sort of like you you chose to go to a restaurant where like someone else is cooking your food. Do you know what I mean? Also, like with with hairs, like I've always felt this way where it's like two seconds ago that hair was on your head and like you have this beautiful shiny head of hair. It's gorgeous. Wait, it's and then as soon as the hair falls off of your head, it's suddenly like a disgusting piece Wait, of like and Katie, trash. You just brought up such a good point, which I don't think people talk about enough. Let me just say this to the listener out there and to every single person in fucking America and this planet. <laughs> I believe this with my whole fucking chest. <laughs> 80% of the hair that you are claiming like came from the kitchen that you found on your plate or in your food came from your fucking head, babe. Let me tell you that right the fuck now. Like yep. the number of times I have worked at a kitchen, like I worked when I worked at Kindred, this is fucking true. This is true. When I worked at Kitchen, both there was a period of time where both people working in the kitchen were clean fucking bald. Like there was no hair. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. There was no right. beard. There was like, no hair to be There was shed. no hair. And there would people like a couple of times we'd be like, there's hair in my food. And I'd be like, not from the kitchen. Like, I don't know. Like it, Did go, you tell them that? I literally there was one time where I didn't, and she kept pushing back. And I was like, ma'am, the chefs are bald. There is no hair. Like I and I <laughs> And she, like, I was like, I don't know what to tell you. It's this weird fucking thing. But it's like, but my point is, okay, wait. So to tie this back to what we were saying, because I don't want to get too tied up. So my point is, like, when you're, we're talking about, like, the employee, like, defending, like, the business of the restaurant, where, like, I get, like, when you're, when I was bartending or when I was serving, if, like, someone was being an asshole or if I didn't agree with someone or I thought they were in the wrong, it was, like, part of the thing is if you take a bunch of stuff off their check, you're, like, affecting your own income because, like, those people never tip on, like, the amount, because like here's the thing, like you know what I mean. Right. It's like, okay, I'm gonna take fifty dollars off your check, and that's ten dollars out of my pocket. Fuck that. Do you know what I mean? Right. But like when you 100%. when these people work these hourly jobs or these salaried jobs, where it's like this does not touch your bottom line. Yeah, you could just move on with your fucking day. Babe, be more of a loser. Do you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> literally, like loser. You're a loser. <laughs> Bring back calling people loser. I think it's so effective. I agree. Like, if someone calls me a bitch, I'm like, sure. If someone's like, you are a loser, I'm like, that sucks. That hurts my feelings. Yeah, that does. That's actually a really good point. There's certain, like, childish insults that, like, do just kind of sting in a certain way. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, I've been watching Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, I started that from the beginning, and I'm, I'm, like, almost caught up now. And one of the friends, her name is Marlo. She always, if she's mad at someone, she'll just always say, like, your breath smells, your breath stinks, and all this stuff. And I'm like, that is such a good insult because, like, I feel like that's one of those things where you're like, does my breath smell? Like, that is no, my sister has said that to me a couple times, I think, to be a bitch, but it makes me, she'll be like, like, (laughs) 
literally at my grandma's funeral, we're like standing in the the in the viewing room. Like my grandma is at the other side of the room, and my <laughs> I'm like exhaling, and my sister goes, "Not to be a bitch, but your breast stinks." I'm like, "Bitch, like you are being a bitch. Like our grandma's dead." <laughs> And now <laughs> that is I, not the point. I have to go find a breath mint in a funeral home. Like <laughs> the best you're gonna get is a hard candy. Let's be honest. One of my biggest fears is bad breath. Like I hate the smell of bad breath, and I avidly floss, mouthwash, and brush. Like I'm like up mm-hmm. in the hygiene. So if like my breath smells, I'm like freaking out. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I I feel like that's just a really good insult too, because you can't really like. I feel like most people can't like really smell their own breath in that way. So 100%. it's like. Those are the childish insults there. I'm like, that's a really good, that's a good one. I don't know. A hundred percent. It's like, I'm going to steal that from Marlo. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so apparently. Have you gone out recently? Have I gone out recently? I had to have. It's all I do. Uh, all you do. I went to, I went to Doris last night, which was cute. I went, do you know Doris? Mm-mm. It's like a bar in Clinton Hill that's like kind of like the, I feel like it's like the quintessential like Clinton Hill t- towards Bed-Stuy like date spot. It's very like, Ooh. it's very like, it's a bar that very much like feels like you're in Brooklyn, but like. Were you on a date? I was on a date. Um, Moving on. And. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'll ask you about it. <laughs> um, No, but it's cute. It's cute. They have a really great backyard when it's warmer out. But it is one of those oh, bars. It is one of those bars that when I love it there, but it's one of those bars that like if there's nowhere to sit, you're kind of like, am I allowed to stand in this bar? Like it doesn't have standing energy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it can be a little tricky in the colder months. Um, but no, and I'm have go- you been to Becco? Yes. Wait, I said that with such there. confidence, and now I'm like, wait, where is it? It's in Williamsburg. Oh, maybe I have. I think I have been there. B-E-C-O. They had the they have these like pictures of caparinas. Oh, well, we love and that. It was, yeah, we love that. I shared a picture of it with my friend who drinks a lot faster than I do. As you know, I'm a very slow drinker. Yes. And we were sharing this picture and I like, I fully had like one glass. It was a very strong drink. I had like one glass. I mean, Caprini's are. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she had like three quarters of this picture. Oh, she was not okay. Basically, because she was like pounding it. By the end of the night, she was like, how did I get this drunk? I was like, I hate to tell you, but you had basically that whole picture to yourself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I felt bad. I was like, I actually fucked you over. Wait, have I told the story about the chicken McNuggets on this podcast? Like, my version of that? I feel like I must I have. Think- oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you guys were supposed to share them and you had, like, fully every single one. I had 19 <laughs> of the 20 of the 20 piece I was supposed to share with a guy I was on a date with. <laughs> Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> that is so good. Oh my god. Yeah, it was no. Good. I, I had that happen. My my roommate will buy like cookie dough, and like the kind of like just like slice and bake, and she'll just yeah, yeah, yeah. make make like a bunch of cookies every night or like most nights. Totally. She'll have like warm cookies, and one wow, day oh, I had a smoked life. a lot of weed. It's really nice. But one day I had smoked a bunch of weed. We were sitting watching a show, and she puts this plate down, or she like hands me the plate. And it has like ten cookies on it. Oh no! And she looks down, and I like I like fully like ate all the cookies. And she looked down. And she's like, "That was for both of us." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I am so sorry." Okay, wait. Speaking <laughs> of told weed, me that. I have to literally when I get off this call, this recording, I'm buying another pack of dad grass. Have I talked to you about dad grass? Like my favorite product in the world. Yeah. Because okay, because- it's like low. It's like the it's like the low ABV version of weed. <laughs> yeah, it's the best thing in the world because it's. Okay, because here's the thing. 
So like two nights ago, two or three nights ago, me and my roommate were watching TV and I was like wanting to go to bed, but I was like not tired. And I was like, oh, I'll just smoke mm-hmm. a little weed. And I had this like pre-roll joint that I had been given. I had been given at a comedy show. That sounds sketchy. It wasn't. It was like from a legit source. But like I, <laughs> I had this pre-roll joint and I was like, I smoked one hit of it and so did my roommate. And within 20 minutes, we were both like, should we call the hospital? Full-blown panic attacks, like (laughs) mental breakdowns. Like I was like, I was like, oh, this is like the time that I get too high that I lose my mind and I'm schizophrenic. I'm like really mentally unwell for the rest of my life. Like I was in like a dark, dark, dark place. From one hit. I'm the, I have no weed tolerance. Like I have no weed tolerance. And don't, and like, here's the thing is like, I would say like, oh, this weed was laced, but this was like the second time we had smoked this pre-roll joint. Like we had smoked it before and been fine. Uh And then like months later, lit it again. And then I was like medically unwell, medically unwell in a really bad place. Oh my God. That's definitely happened to me before. But like, it was when I was, I had smoked, um, what's it called? Like salvia dab, like dabs. Oh, hash oil. Yeah. Yeah. Like somebody had that and I like didn't fully understand like what I was getting myself like the into. Everclear and I had to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. I did like one hit of it. I coughed for like ten hours and then I just like called an Uber and had to go home. Yeah. I was like, this is not fun. Yeah, I don't fuck with that shit. I really don't fuck with that shit. So I'm gonna get dad grass again. You shouldn't. You definitely shouldn't. <laughs> I have in the past. I mean, I went to UVM, so you kinda like go in on the weed there, but like Okay, there no, you but go. I but no, I'm getting the dad grass. I'm going back to that. That's I'm not. I won't tolerate anything else. I ha- I simply can't. I need to try it. Yeah, um, I will. I will give you a joint when we do it. I feel like if you smoke weed regularly though, and you can handle it, you'll be like, this is not a thing. Maybe, but I well, like what? Oh, I was just gonna say because I was telling the story to my friend the other night who smokes. He's like a true stoner. Like he smokes a lot of weed, and we were out at a restaurant, at a bar, like hanging out and eating dinner. And he, I was like, me and my, it was like three of us. And my two friends were like, we were, me and my one friend were talking about how like, we're kind of sensitive to weed. And then the other guy was like, oh, before I came to meet you guys tonight, I smoked a bowl and took six, five milligram gummies. I would be institutionalized. 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 Doing that before a social event where like other people aren't high. And he was having a conversation. It was cuckoo kachu. Other level. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so that's that. Wait, six, five milligrams. He was on 30 milligrams. I was like, I was like, bro, like, what? Like, that's when you just, like, sit down and, like, think about the life choices you've made and, like, (laughs) try to just hold on for dear life. I mean, he's doing, the thing is, like, this person is doing well. They have, like, a thriving career. They, like, are living a good life. I just don't understand. I'm obsessed. Mid-sentence, Katie just pans to Penny Lane, who is, like, full, like, draw me like one of your French girls. I'm obsessed. She's being so slutty right now. Okay, wait. I think with that, we should just intro the episode, because this is a good one. Um, Okay. Our guest this week, one of my dear friends, you will hear us make plans on this podcast that then spurred into a full, like, Caribbean cruise we did together. Um, she is, in my opinion, one of the funniest people to walk the planet. Makes me laugh harder than anyone I know. Um, this was such a fun episode. Please enjoy me going out with Michelle Collins.
if you could see me when we do your show, like the position, I'll like, sometimes you'll be talking and I'm realizing I've like somehow ended up upside down on the couch, like talking to you. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like what? If the, if the camera was on, it looks so, it just, cause it feels like I'm just like on the phone in high school, like gabbing with a friend. And so I just That's like, what it is. like cord wrapped around, but it's like. Wait, but that is what it is. No, we should 100%. be putting this in the pod. Put this in the pod. We yeah. can talk about the show. Are we recording? But, um, okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay. No, but that's what it is. And actually I like, I had a mic like yours or I had a, I guess you call it a stand in the biz. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and I don't like it because I move so much. Yeah. And this also makes me feel like I'm performing. If it's here, like I feel very static because I have to kind of keep my head still. No, you know? And in so, general, a thing I'm actually really working on is I feel like I've noticed that like I have like this posture, like I'm very this. Like neck yeah, bent at the abba. back, and I'm really trying to get better about bending forward. And I think having a mic like that is going to be good for me. I love this. I, I just because this one's a little bit on the fritz, so I genuinely my parents have one waiting for me at the house um, where I have obsessed have all my deliveries sent. I hope we don't put this in. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm 41. Hi. Okay, let's start. <laughs> my angel. Um, I'm. We record the intro separate, so we can just gab, gab, gab. But oh, um, hi, hi. Okay. It's funny to talk, like, okay, so for the listener to understand, we're coming towards the end of 2022, and I have to say, without any exaggeration, one of my favorite nights out in the year was with Michelle Collins, our guest today. I'm going to say 100% same. And I actually thought you were going to take it bigger than what you just said. I thought you were going to say, we're coming to the end of the year, and one of the greatest things to happen to me was befriending Michelle Collins. I mean, Collins. that is say, true. That is true. Um, but no, we had a night out where... Everything went perfectly, which is for me, uh, just, I don't know how to put it, but that's when I know that we're touched with an angel and by an angel. Absolutely. You know? Even what technically went wrong went right. Do you know what I mean? Oh, in the best way. Cause I always <laughs> look at things through that funny, you know, you have to have like a side eye to look through yes. things in that funny thing. Uh, we went to see a show at Royal Albert hall. We've talked about this on, on, on your show. show. Yeah. Yeah. And, but for the listener, if you're listening to my show and not Michelle's show, you need to get your life together. Cause Michelle's show is the greatest show out there. We're tied for greatest show. I just said before we started, like, why are we not pitching a show? Me and Jay. Yeah, no, we really need to something. get on that. I'm going to start drafting. That'll be my holiday project. We really need to. Uh, I do nothing. I'm in an Airbnb <laughs> in Miami. I'm living the Florida project right now. My kids are running around without shoes on. Who's mom? We don't know. They're at Disney by themselves. We need to get you a TLC show where you, like, rate Airbnbs. Like you just- <laughs> Well, by the way... There should just be a TLC show of the transcripts of me calling Airbnb to complain <laughs> about, the, <laughs> about all the shit that like the one time in London uh, where I got an Airbnb and I got to the place and the guy was like, sorry, it's not gonna be ready till later because we're cleaning it. So I was obviously annoyed because I had all my shit with no, me. No, it's so annoying and you have the fucking bags. You're like, I just want to put these down. I just want to go to bed. And I got to the place and not only hadn't it been cleaned, the entire, I mean, it's so nauseating, but the entire apartment was covered in little hairs no. and I remember that the chair had like back hair on it and I called and then there was like a party next door and I was just so pissed and I, a little tip for your listeners I've told this on my show that if you get to an Airbnb and something is amiss and you know it's the kind of thing where I just was like I hate this fucking apartment it, it had nothing in it like it just felt no like I know exactly what you mean shell apartment I was like well, I was by myself what am I doing here and I called I got a guy God knows where Definitely not Indiana, you know, somewhere who yeah. knows. He was so nice. And he goes, you should leave now. If you want to get your money back, I recommend you don't stay the night because if you stay one night, it's like um, 
a Simpsons episode. You know, in Mr. Burns' Haunted Castle, yeah. like you st- if you can survive the night, then you're you locked can, in. You know, you're fine. And he goes, you should leave now because that way you'll get your money back. And he was absolutely right. So that's my tip. If you don't like a place, don't stay the night. Don't don't stay it out. That's smart. That's smart. You can dollar. find something else. I... The Airbnb I stayed at when I went to London in May, amazing. One of the best Airbnbs I've ever stayed at, I have to say. If you're looking wow. for a, a two-bedroom in the Barbican, it was great. And it was really... Barbican. Okay. Yeah, that's right. It's, I mean, central. If you're trying to do all the touristy shit, which we were doing because I was with my mom, it was uh, like... Oh, yes. Your mom is so cute. I saw the picture. I know. So it was her sweet. birthday yesterday. So cute. Oh, happy birthday. I know. Um, I'm supposed to... I'm so pissed. Did you... Okay, so my dad calls me this morning and goes... Hey, I go... He goes, hey... Are you watching this storm? I go, no, Dad, I don't track the weather. Like, I'm not. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's not like the kind of person Uh I am. Like, I'm not like tracking inclement weather incoming. Like, I'm really sort of taking what's happening outside the house as it comes. I don't. Yeah. And I love to protest the rain. I never bring an umbrella. Not great. Really? I'm bad about that. I'm bad about that. I'm trying to get better about it. I love umbrellas. I'm shocked. I'm surprised you like umbrellas as a tall person because I'm constantly in New York trying to prevent not lose a fucking eye because the shorts are have umbrellas at my eye level. Oh, I'm like the sugar Ray Leonard of umbrellas. Like I'm Bob, I weave. I'm very, very good. And I love, and also why, by the way, me having an umbrella is not going to change getting an eye poked out. So why should I be getting wet while also That's fair. That's fair. Okay. But no, so apparently my, all my holiday plans are about to get fucked by what my dad described as the storm of the century hitting New England oh in this weekend. So we'll see how that goes. It's called Elliot. Wait, so you're supposed to go home this weekend? So I'm supposed to, no, it's like, this is like, this is why I'm such a Scrooge is because I love my family. This is, if you're, my family's listening, this is not me like acting like you're a burden, but <laughs> divorce family, there's like multiple locations. Like every Christmas is a tour of New England. Like I'm flying to Boston. We're going to Connecticut. We're going back to Massachusetts. We're going to Vermont. Like it's ridiculous. Wow, that is horrible. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm supposed to fly to Boston on Friday, apparently, which my dad says is when the eye of the storm is hitting Boston. So I'm like, do I move my flight? I, that sounds like a pain in the ass. I don't know what to do. You know what? Sometimes with travel, things like that, because a friend of mine, Ben, um, is supposed to drive down with his partner to Kentucky uh, from Connecticut. And I was speaking to him and he's also like, we can't go. I mean, I think every, my opinion, because I that's where I first learned about the storm as well, because I'm in Miami where everyone is just totally like, you know, on prescription medication. No one knows what's going on <laughs> yeah, in the totally. country. And um, he was like, yeah, like Christmas is basically canceled. I really think so for most of the country. So I said to him, like, I, if I were you, in a way he's lucky because he didn't have a flight. I just am like the one, the thing is like, I just can't be the one to make the call because I did a thing last year that no one loved, which was about 20 no. seconds after we finished opening presents. I took a COVID test and was positive, like after the entire. Was that one of your gifts? The test, I, the no, last one you opened. It was. In the yeah. box. <laughs> I was like, let me just take this. No, I like knew I had COVID. I could feel it. I was like, I have COVID. I took the test, ruined Christmas for literally everyone. Like, so. But did anybody else get it in the house? No, but there was like that five day period because my grandparents were there. So there was like this five day period of like fear. Yeah. And I just, so this year I can't be the one to cancel again. So we'll see you if I die in a plane crash, like I'll be a pissed. Grim Reaper hood. Keep opening it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's funny you say that because I, when I traveled with my friend Dave this summer, we found out he, I'm hoping. I hope I didn't just like COVID out him because mm, we didn't really tell anyone, but he um, tested positive and I never got it in the house and we were staying in a room together and I was like, fuck. Yeah. I know. It's like such a crapshoot. So, okay. We went out, we had one of the best nights ever, which really made me know that your 
it locked you in as someone I will trust to go out with for the rest of my life. Like anytime. That's really nice. Do you know what Thank I mean? You I'm like, yeah. you get it. Did you grow up going to restaurants? I feel like yes. That's a hilarious question. Because I feel like, <laughs> yeah. But it makes me sound like so privileged. Like, yeah, we would have a, a standing reservation at TGI Fridays every <laughs> week. And that's real. Um, that, the TGI Fridays, P.S., which closed. So I'm from a place in Florida. Not born here, but from Aventura, Florida. I was born in Miami Beach. We moved here when I was 10. That's actually where I am right now. And there was a TGI Fridays at our Aventura Mall where I ended up working at the J. Crew there. So did my mom. Incredible. And... um yeah, if you've ever shopped at the Aventura Mall J. Crew, you know my mom. My mom's a local celebrity. She's very glamorous. <laughs> Everyone's obsessed with her. Total narcissist. Love her to death, but she's an absolute <laughs> lunatic. Anyway, <clears throat> but there was a Fridays, and we used to go every week to Fridays because um, my mom was also big on table manners for my brother and I. So it was very much, you know, fork and knife, sitting, behaving. Like that was a big thing for us. But that Fridays has many memories. It's one of the reasons we changed my last name because, you know, I, I'm a Jewish person and my last name is Collins because of Collins Avenue, because we would go to Fridays and my mom would give our last name to the hostess and she would go pardon. And so week in, week out, my mom eventually was like, I can't have them yell out because my last name was pronounced sick. Isn't that funny? C-I-K-K, but it was really supposed to be pronounced seek, but everyone said sick because they knew how to read and that's what it was spelled. Right. And my mom was like, every time they say sick party of four, I want it, I die. And so we ended up, it sounds fun now because sick has like a new meaning these days, but at the time it was like, oh my God. And uh, we changed because of Fridays, we changed our last name to Collins. So yes, I grew up going to restaurants. Wow. That's such a beautiful- Did you not? No, I did. Big, we're, we were a big restaurant family. And nothing yeah. nothing fancy, like nothing fancy, but definitely, because also my on my mom's side, like there's no cooks, like no one cooks. Like we went out- a, Really? Yeah. And we had different ones. Like we had this big one called Dave's that was like by the airport in Providence. And it was like a, it was like a sports bar. Like that was like very much our vibe for like, but there was always like different, there was a different restaurant for different things. So there was like mm. Dave's by the airport for like a casual, like we're all just going out for like dinner or lunch. There was a restaurant called Twin Oaks. That was the Italian restaurant where they didn't let women work. <laughs> I, I like that. I like the sound of that. They actually. don't that allow nice. women to serve there. I, they have to wow. now, I feel like at this point, but actually everyone that goes there is so fucking old. I don't think they, I don't think they like heard about me too or anything like that. Like, I don't think anything progressive has reached there. I'm just thinking of what Twin Oaks could possibly mean. Like big manly legs. Like what, how could it possibly relate to gender? I don't know, but there's two big, oak trees in front of the restaurant, which is why it's called oh, that. that would make sense. What, did they used to be men? Did they used to be some of the male waiters <laughs> there? two men that, like, that blocked all the, the women from entering that eventually turned to trees. <laughs> yes! They work there so long, they're just big old trees. I'm like, well, the tree's wearing the most beautiful black vest. Look. <laughs> it's also cash only. It's like an old school Italian restaurant. And oh, one God. time when my great grandmother was like really old, she took, she was like, my, two of my cousins were visiting her in the nursing home and they were like, she was like, do you know what guys? I'm going to take you to Twin Oaks right now. And they're like, oh my God, that's so nice. And so they like get in the car and they take her to Twin Oaks and they do like a whole full lunch, like whatever. And at the end of the lunch, <laughs> her 93-year-old asks, she's like, boys, it was so nice of you to take me out to lunch today. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of them have any cash. So one of them had to be like, I'm going to the bathroom and like had to drive to the bank. Like this is pre- Oh like, my God. And like sneaky get cash because this woman forgot she had invited them out to lunch. That is, how do you feel about that? When you get an, this is a great question. When you get invited to lunch mm-hmm. by someone, yeah. now not like a friend, like, oh, what are you doing? You know, I'm talking about like, Jake, I would love to see you for lunch, you know, by like an older person or something Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. You expect the check to be taken care of? In if someone uses the language, let me take you, I want to take you to lunch, I would assume they're paying. Yeah. 
I would never not be prepared to pay. Like that's obviously, like obviously, like you always have to be prepared to pay. Of course, you yeah, have to be. Don't. But I would assume if someone said, "Let me take you to lunch," and then when the check came, they were like expecting you to split it. I'd be like, "Oh, that was a weird choice of words." Then, like you know what I mean? Yes. And it would probably piss me off. But otherwise, if someone was like, "I would love to get lunch," then I would assume we're splitting. What about you? What are your What are your feelings on this? It depends on the circumstance, but you know, I mean, I I just feel like. I've been in situations where I've gone to a lunch thinking 100% this is like, and I never, I just, I feel like now I'm like a horrible example of the Jewish religion. Cause like no. <laughs> I'm not remotely a cheap person and no, I will literally buy lunch for everybody. Like I don't care. You know, I, I pop my car down left and right. I don't care, but it's the, it's more principle for me. It's not the money. It's like, you know, Oh, especially if it's like a guy or whatever, not even on a date situation, but just, I don't know. There are just certain power dynamics. I feel that yeah. when, I, I show up for lunch and I don't want to give specific examples because they're I just don't want certain people after me or mad at me. But like I had a lunch, let's call it in the past five years. I'm looking around uh, because I don't want to like pinpoint uh-huh. it to a date where um, I showed up assuming for sure because it was almost like a favor that I went, if that makes sense. Yep. And I went and it was a very expensive restaurant. And then the check came. This person had 900 drinks. So I don't know if it was like an, mm. a drunken decision or whatever, but somehow I ended up dropping like $200. I'd be and pissed. I was no, I'd be fucking pissed. Pissed. Cause it wasn't, yeah. even, I had a salad and like a wine and I'm going now, how the fuck am I paying $200? But the problem was not even that it was that I didn't even want to be there. It was like, if I had one, if I had the best time and I wanted to be there, that's one thing. But if I'm doing kind of a favor, I don't even want to get into the circumstances because it will like out the day and like what and whatever no, else. Totally. And but I can kind of, it. I can, but I, I can infer. That sucks. No, that yeah. sucks. It happened to me recently where I, but I didn't, like I did enjoy it because I liked the person, but I recently had a dinner that I thought was 100% going on a company card because like, and it just wasn't. Like when the check came out, I was like, oh, we're splitting. And it was like, we, it was, it was like a similar thing, like fancy money. Luckily we got like similar things. So we were like split the price. And it was the same thing where it's like, I went prepared to pay, but assuming yeah. I wasn't. And then I didn't, I, I didn't let it ruin my night, but I was kind of surprised. But I've also never had, I, I feel like, have you ever had an expense card? Like I've never, that's never been my life. Like I've never had an expense account in my life. The let me face tell you, you just made. Me. <laughs> let me tell you a couple things about me. I think people need to know in order to understand who I am. I've never lost a job and gotten severance. I, you know what I mean? Like yeah, some people are no. like, well, I got let go, but I have a years worth of severance. I'm going, what is that? I've never, I've lost jobs. Yeah. The whole show ends. Good night. My sweater <laughs> disintegrates off of my body. I'm like, oh, my sweater. The door gone. kicks and they the pull you off screen. It's called Three Oaks. Tomorrow you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, it's Triplet Oaks. Anyway. They announced um, they let the first woman work there. It's you. You serve me at the table. <laughs> but I am literally a tree now. It's, it is tree beard from Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, can I do anything? Like I roll in. So stupid. Um, no, and I've never, ever in my life had an expense card. I <laughs> I just imagine you I just imagine Katie didn't roll her mic was on. I just imagine like imagine just you getting an email that's like hey we, they, um, they're doing season two of Rings of Power and they really want you to come read for an ent like, <laughs> oh my god wait by the way I, every night I visualize I'm secreting that email are you kidding me and I always you know by the way when people are like mad about non-Jewish actresses playing Jews I'm like what about non-tree actresses playing trees hello like Look at this. Oh. Look at these shoulders. Like born to the fucking part. I am half oak. They do a DNA test. This shit comes back with splinters in it. Oh my like, God. I'm ready to work, Jake. Anyway. 
enough about me. But yeah, so I've never had an expense card as a human tree person. Like yeah. never once. No. I've never had, okay. I've never had an expense account. I've never had severance. I've also never, wait, is this true? I don't think I've ever had PTO. I've had PTO. You've PTO. only ever been freelance your entire life. That's well, I, w- I worked in restaurants. So like <gasps> I never had PTO. You don't really have PTO in restaurants. And then no, like everything since then has been freelance. I think. Yeah. I don't think that's I've ever. Actually, that's really, I have to say that is, you know, that Kristen Wiig character really well. I never like you just Penelope. really pulled out Penelope. Yeah. You Penelope the shit out of me. Cause that's <laughs> shocking. I've had, I worked in a, uh, law firm for four years, PTO. I mean, I've had many PTO jobs. Yeah. yeah. I never worked restaurants. That's why I think tr- I'm ready for the triplet oaks. Seeing how the my closest, I did have it pretty cushy. Like I did get, I guess actually, no, like, I was going to say I had it pretty cushy during COVID, but I'm like, no, that was unemployment. That's different. Like, but I was, oh, yeah. that was the first time I didn't have to work and didn't have to worry about money. Like for sure was like when I was on unemployment for COVID, which Isn't was that fucked up. Isn't that like a fucked up American thing that that's when you feel, yeah. Like that to me right there is why I need to leave this country because that is just not correct. Yeah. I'm always like, yeah, you are. I'm so excited for wherever you end up next. I feel like I just am excited for you to whatever next European nation you end up in. (laughs) That's really nice. Um, Thank you. Me too, actually. I don't know where... I have to go where people are built like me. So it's either going to be Germany or <laughs> Amsterdam. <laughs> you know what's what I mean? been your favorite? Wait, what's been your favorite of the places you, cause you've been trapped for the listener. Michelle's been traveling basically like I'm a COVID spreader, even though I won't <laughs> let people know something. No, cause you know, no, cause I you go long term stays. On. Say it again. You go long, you do long term stays. You're going to a place for a month. Oh, you're not like months. Bi- more, more, yeah, four you're, months. You're not like bit bopping around Europe, like 10 stops in a day. No, no, no. I was in London basically for, I took advantage of like the six month out of the year visa. And so I just was in London pretty much. And people were like pissed, but they were pissed because like I was not in my little New York apartment, you know, which by the way, uh, was what broke me mentally. Also, if you think Michelle Collins is who's spreading COVID in London, you haven't been to London. Because let's talk about the city that stopped giving a shit about COVID two years ago. Like I... (laughs) Uh, excuse me. I would be standing next to old World War One veterans. I would have a, a KN95 mask on at fucking Waitrose and standing next to, you know, Prince Philip's corpse, King Philip, whatever his name is, and being like, are you okay? That I'm man asked- was the living dead for a decade. It was actually unbelievable how disgusting he looked. No, I'm telling you, reanimated like Tales from the Crypt. And I would be at the supermarket and people would not. I remember the biggest fight I got into. This is a hilarious story in London because, you know, I was. And now because, I mean, I'm obviously vaccinated and whatever else. So now I'm like, yeah, breathe on me. I've already had COVID. Everyone has. It's like, okay, well, you know, I'm now like. I don't mask anymore. I, I feel like I know why people still do. And I get it. My parents do understandably yeah. because they're elderly. They have lung issues. But, you know, I, I just am like, all right, it's time. We need to like kind of mentally move on. And it's time to die. This is how I look at it. I'm like, <laughs> if I die, it's time. I can't do this anymore. But I was in London and I went, I was staying in the most beautiful area of London, which next time we go together, we should stay Clerkenwell. Yes. It's so gorgeous. It's it is so beautiful. Chic. I've walked around there. It's beautiful. <gasps> oh, I love it there. So staying there and there's a Tesco. Famously, there's a Waitrose in the Tesco. So famously, <laughs> right across a little alley from each other. And Waitrose, for those who don't know, is like super fancy, really expensive, really nice. And then Tesco is like 7-Eleven adjacent, sort of. Yeah. So I go to this Tesco Express to buy a bottle of wine. 
high to COVID, by the way, pre-vaccine. And I have my mask on. And of course, every... And my joke was like, the people who don't wear it have no teeth. Like, what do you think that finally now's your time to shine? No dentistry needed. Like, cover the shit up. But no, they insisted on flashing their nubbins, their gum nubbins for the world to see. Okay. So anyway, I go to buy the wine and I'll never forget Donna at the Clark and Will Tesco Express goes, um, raw, I need to raw date. So I handed whatever the accent is. I handed the ID to her and she went, I need you to take your mask off in order to shut the fuck up prove that you're 18 years old (laughs) yes and i think in my opinion that she was because there are england is very much like america in the sense that there are a lot of like maga adjacent you know it's the same yeah it's the same and it's crazy and i could tell you just see like this is someone who's clearly like doesn't believe covid is real and she was like i needed to take your mask off and i was just like are you serious that there's a pandemic like just look in my eyes i just need my rosé and she was like (laughs) no you have to take your mask off and I said, call the manager. Like, I'm like, I'm going to Karen out at this fucking Tesco because I'm not taking my mask off. So the manager comes out from behind, also not masked. He's like, yeah, you got to take your mask off. Sorry, it's it's policy. Imagine like people are dying. And I went, they were like, I remember this in like hot guys at the self-checkout. And I was like, this is why everyone's dying. And I walked out. And I went, this is why everyone in your country's dying. Meanwhile, I'm there. You know, I'm an American. Now thinking back, like the gall I had. Iconic. The gall. But anyway, yeah, I didn't kill anybody is what I should tell people. You didn't. No. So my question... I would go, yes. So, okay. So basically, we've got America. We've got London. You were in Italy. You were in Amsterdam, right? Yes. Favorite going out situation? That's interesting. Um, I have to say, you know where I love and... Uh, I love Milan, Italy. Now, I will say that Milan is okay. a really bad... I sound like such a piece of shit. I hear it. I heard it from like <laughs> lovely bone style from above. And I went, this can't be who you are. But it is. I was in Milan for a month. I do know people there. So that helped. Because like, for example, I was in Rome by myself. Right. So I can't say Rome because like I went out, but it wasn't fun. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, totally. But Milan has so many fun neighborhoods, so many delicious restaurants that are purely local, like not tourist traps, like gorgeous restaurants. And people always say, I think when you go as a tourist there, you think, oh, it's a city. Like, you know, you want to go to Italy, obviously, and be Diane Lane and be cute. Milan isn't giving that. It's giving like a little bit more industrial. There's still beautiful places, but... Oh, interesting. Because of, of Fashion Week, I, like, cause I feel like it's such, such a fashion today, I would have thought it's a little more chic. That's so interesting. Well, it is chic. That's I think it's chic, but you have to find... It took me a while to find the places to go. I got it. Where, oh my gosh, look at these bars, this neighborhood. It's like not in city center. You have to go to like one of the slightly outside neighborhoods to find it. But I got to say that I had some of the best dinners. My friend Dave came to visit, uh, COVID Dave (laughs) came to visit. We travel a lot together and we had so much fun there. It was really great. So I think obviously depends on who you're with, but I really enjoyed it there. And listen, I love London, obviously. I would move there if they make it so hard and there's no like Russian gas to heat anything right now. Um, Amsterdam is fun. It's just, you know, it's kind of simple there, I would say. Yeah, I do prefer the English way of going out in general. That is like, I think it made me, it made, it's because it's where I learned to go out because I lived there when I was 18. Like that was my first yeah. time going out. I do prefer the approach. I think it's, I like that you're going to like a pub to like hang out. Do you know what I mean? It's like very, ca- like you're going to yes. actually just like, it's like an extension of your own living room sort of vibe. Like you're just there to like socialize and like be chill and it's not like a scene as much. Mm-hmm. And then there's bars for that. Do you know what I mean? 
100%. And why I love London, I would say even more than New York for going out is A, you're not stepping in human excrement anywhere. Yeah. So that's a bonus. But also it has everything you would need. Like if you want to go to a bar and look at some like wealthy Middle Eastern arms dealers right this way, I know just the place you want to go, you know, see some hipster like whip it addicts. Perfect. Follow me. Uh, you know. Ripping some nitrous. Yes. I know all the areas where you see the little whippet canisters on the ground. I mean, it's, um, it's fun. I do love London. I, yeah, I think that I, I, I'm hesitant to say I prefer it to New York, but I think that's only because I haven't spent quite enough time there to do that. But it does, you, you do see, it's funny in like, in going out and going partying and doing the fun stuff, you do see the benefit of social services. Like the fact that there's no shit on the ground, the fact that like, do you know what I mean? The fact that there's There's the police are there to actually like keep people in line. Do you know what I mean? The police actually, no, here's the thing. The police there do nothing because (laughs) there are no guns. So the thing is this, like I'm going to actually say that the two scariest things I've had happen to me by myself pretty much, I'm trying to really think happened in London, meaning like, you know, being followed and things like that. And there was no one to turn to, you know, I never felt that in New York because it's so busy where I would turn around and see the, I I, actually, that's happened three times to me. I had a guy follow me into a store and like these, in London, really creepy on Oxford street. And then these, I told the story and people thought I was making it up. You know, these days you can't tell a story without people going, yeah, that happened. No, it literally happened where, this guy was following me, kept talking to me. And I was like, please leave me alone. This was last winter. And then these three guys who I hate to say it, but I think face value, you would think these guys have probably spent time in um, a correctional facility. <laughs> one of them had face tattoos. Like they were and young guys, like 18 years old. And they were like, miss, is he bothering ya? He bothering ya. We got it. Like, and they were like a very diverse group of guys and they were so nice to me. And I thought, Obsessed. this is why I love London. They were, that was great. <laughs> And then I went home with the guy with the face tear. <laughs> I was like, can you tattoo another one for me? <laughs> I want one for me. Um, but yeah, anyway, London, I know what you're saying though. The cops do nothing. The cops literally hang out. They're, they're dressed. This was my theory about American cops. I think we can fix our system mm-hmm. if we make cops look dorky because cops <laughs> right now look a little bit too cool they're a little too robocop like yeah those uniforms you go to london they put them in sally bowls cabaret hats <laughs> you know they've got the bowler hats they you're wear wearing the, the color that they wear too like it's that green <laughs> oh it's literally neon green neon they green. look like idiot like meter maids from 1952 they dress so stupid they their sirens are so they pathetic like the, the the police siren in England is like, oh. like it's like so <laughs> high pitched. It's like out of my way, love, out of my way, love. Like behind you're like, oh, they're so polite. Yeah, so I just think we need to dork down our cops in America so that they don't feel as authoritative. Because in England they do nothing. The bobbies, please. The most piece of shit American I've ever felt when I was in England was when I when I was 18 and there, living there. I was like out at a pub with like a group of my friends and we were sitting like outside the pub like at a table and a group of cops walked by and I didn't even like perceive them. And my friend goes, why are there cops here? And I looked at them and I was like, those are cops. And everyone was like, yeah. And I was like, where are their guns? And everyone looked at me yeah, <laughs> like I was such a, they were like, like I was mentally ill. And I was like, that was when I realized, like, I was like, wait, do you guys not? That was like when I found out that England didn't have guns. And I was like, which I didn't know was like an option in the world because I grew up in America. And I truly yeah. in that moment was like, wow, our country is broken. Like <laughs> We are broken. And by the way, that's why everyone is like 
Can you imagine if you put guns in a country where people get so blackout wasted? I mean, I do think that they have much bigger issues with alcoholism than we do. We have issues, but that's the one thing because we drive here. I don't know what it is, but there it's like, I think, I don't know. They have a lot of problems in England, but yeah, they don't throw guns in the mix. So it's fine. It's fine. That's the one thing I will say. That was why I was hesitant to say I prefer going out in the UK to New York is I do, especially when I was up in Edinburgh, like I forgot. I was like, damn, y'all get fucked up here. It's they wild. get they yeah. get drunk in a way that like I'm like, oh, like in America, like if someone or in New York at least, if like if someone was that drunk, we someone, even a stranger, I would probably get involved and be like, hey, like we should get them home. Do you know what I mean? And 100%. those people are just like allowed to be out and like just like allowed to be out in the city. And I'm like, guys, like this is really crazy. Listen, I I dated a guy a couple summers ago, very really a nice guy actually. Let me just say who and very cute. Um, but he told me that he had issue British. He was like, oh, I I've had issues with drinking before, and like my my ex said that I once showed up at her parents' house like blackout. Like he, no no he was no no no. Telling me this is wild. He was telling me about how you know, he had issues with it. And I hadn't seen, you know, I'd seen him drunk a little bit, but not like that. And then I left London. We parted ways fairly amicably. Like, you know, there was nothing, no blowout or anything like that. And I was in Italy and I woke up to like 14 missed calls. And I was like from him and I hadn't talked to him in like five months. So I was like, this is, of course, part of me was like kind of excited. Like, <laughs> you know, I was like, got him. I'm unforgettable. <laughs> In my mind. So I, I open my phone and I see texts from him on WhatsApp. And it's like, um, hey, like I was just watching this movie. This is at three in the morning. Just watching this movie because we talked about it once. Like thinking about you. How are you? And then all the calls. And in between the calls, he was like, are you calling me? Please stop calling me. To me. What? Stop. Like, Wait, so now I'm like, oh my God, did I have, did I take an Ambien last night? Did I oh, see his no. name and like miss it, you know, and was so lonely? And no, he was so blackout drunk that he called, he called me, I have this confirmed, 14 times, not realizing that he's pressing. That's how wasted this guy is. Now, by the way, no hard feelings. And um, I think we blocked each other's number. <laughs> Oh, but not the point. But that's God. like an example of just, and then he was like a normal, you would never meet someone like that and be like, oh, he needs to go to rehab, like ever. Because it's yeah. just totally normal. Like that is completely accepted. Blackout, I'm sure the parents of the ex were like, oh, here he, he's back, you know, let him in. Yeah. It just was normal. It's when I watched White Lotus, that guy, you watched it, obviously. I did, yeah, of yeah, yeah. Obsessed. Um, the uncle fucker guy. He, his drunkenness was so natural looking to me. Like, I, I know. was just like, yeah, that's every guy in England. Like, there's nothing. Is he acting? I know. <laughs> and I'm, I was like, they okay. had to rewrite the script probably because he just was drunk. But it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, it's like, I don't, I like how, it's like, I like how casual they are around alcohol because I like that it's like not, it doesn't feel as much of a big deal to like drink as it does here. But they're too casual in a way where there's too much drunkenness. Like there needs to be a middle ground between the two. And it's also, I just want also people to know, by the way, do people care about this? Are they just like, are these two reminiscing about being in England? You better care. Because it's interesting. No, care. Care. Um, people also, there's this stereotype that London is expensive. That is the biggest, that is truly the great lie of our time. Because if you lived in New York, London is half the price. Ubers are, I would say, a quarter of the price. Drinks are 90% off. I mean, not everywhere, like martinis and things, but beer, I mean, it's cheap. Well, beer is cheap as fuck. But even like, like, okay, so back to like the, our perfect night out, we went and had dinner at Chaconi's. Yes. I would time. say that was half the price it would be in New York for that restaurant. 
easily. Like, and we had the we most did, like, meal. How much fun was that? That was uh, the best. I mean, I want to go like the second we're back in London, we're going like that. I need to go back there with you. That was so, so great. And I want to sit at the bar again. But like, the, I mean, we did like martinis. We had like salads. We split up. Like we, we split like a lot. Yeah. I think we were both out of there for like 70 bucks. It That's was nothing. not... There's, it's the great lie. And like there, you, you know, this is, I sound, I'm genuinely anti-American. I, I'm aware of it. Like you don't have to be like, <laughs> There's nothing you know, wrong with that. I keep yanking my earbuds out and every time I'm losing a year of my life, it hurts so much. And I keep There's doing nothing it worse. That is one of the worst feelings in the world <sighs> is pulling your earbuds out of your head. It's one of the worst feelings in the world. No, I'm not kidding you that every time it's like the nine lives and Looney Tunes, <laughs> like it's another life of mine is going, it hurts so much. Anyway, um, what was I saying about England? No, uh, also like their public transportation, Amsterdam too. You go to Amsterdam and like, I want to move to Amsterdam because genuinely there's nothing to worry about in that city. Yeah. There's no fear. There's nothing to worry about. Everyone's hot. Everything is so fucking clean. You know, it's just it's, like, oh, yeah. this is, everything runs on time. You miss the train. Guess what? There's one, two minutes later. You're it's like, amazing. Oh, it's amazing. It's not 15 minutes and you have to hope you don't get shit on I was by thinking somebody. About, I was you know? thinking about that this morning. I did get peed on once in the subway. Fun fact about Are me. you actually joking me right now? No, on my way to see, look at me. If Beale Street could talk, I got urinated on by a human being. Yeah, actually, I'm ending the show. I, <laughs> I can't do this. I'm walking. <laughs> what? Okay, okay, I'll tell this story. I used to have, pre-COVID, I had one of the greatest gigs in the world, which was I was a secret shopper for a restaurant. The Wait. <laughs> No. Okay. This actually, my head right now is a meme where it's like I'm seeing the explosion of the universe. I need you to get into that, but tell me about peeing first, then talk. So to me about that. I was with my I was with my ex at the time, and or he was my boyfriend at the time. We went to do a secret shop at this restaurant that's by Port Authority, and then tracks. No, you remember tracks the bar. <laughs> Go on. Can you imagine secret shopping tracks? It's like. <laughs> By the way, for those who don't know, that was like an underground Port Authority bar. I never stepped stepped foot in there. Was it that Port I Authority assumed... or Penn Station? Oh, you know what? It's it was Penn... Penn Station because it's yeah, train. Port Authority is the best stop. You're right. That's how you know. So you know, I've been out of New York too long. Hey, the one, the yeah, one okay, Port Authority is called like Lanes. Anyway, so it's it's Albon Pond. Okay, go on. Sorry, <laughs> I hate Albon Pond. Okay, moving on. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about the energy of Albon Pond that I hate. Okay, and the food. Okay, go on. Well, yeah. So. We were leaving a secret shop and the thing was, it was like, because you had to drink, I had, I was, I had had like two or three drinks. And so then I was like, okay, like we're going to go see this movie, but we're kind of drunk. And like, we were nervous. We were going to be a little sleepy for it. Cause we knew it was like kind of like a slower movie. And I'm, and I was like in a, I don't remember why, but I was in a bad mood. And I remember walking around Port Authority to the staircase that's on like 40th. And, and my, my boyfriend was walking in front of me. I'm going down the stairs and I see, I see no. like a, shh, and I feel something on me. No, no, and I'm no, like, no. Was that? And then I look up and in the railing between like the posts of the railing above the, this, like on the street level, there's a dick. There's a dick just like, sticking through. and there's like an unwell man standing up there, like dick out peeing. I have to tell and you, it was like, this but, is. It was like a sniper shot. It wasn't like he was, he was waiting to pee on me. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't like a full stream of that I walked into. He was waiting to then be like, like, so he was purposefully waiting to pee on you. hundred percent. hundred percent. Cause he also stopped. Like it was like a hit. It was like a shot of piss. I got pissed. Can shot. I be honest? If I had nothing, I want to say something <laughs> genuinely. If I had absolutely nothing to lose on this planet and I was like, you know, in just the worst way that God can really leave a human, which unfortunately in New York, you see people like that at least 50 times a day, yeah. which is why that city broke me, frankly. <laughs> I would, that sounds like fun to me. I actually respect that game. I'm like, you know what? 
You know, because fuck everybody. I'd be like, yeah, I'm also going to fucking pee on you. Like, yeah, enjoy. You know that's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm really sorry. I mean, it was honestly not that much got on me. And I immediately was like, all right, it's a story. Like, what am I going to do? Fight this like unwell man? Like, I need to, like, whatever. Like, I can't. You landed on your back? Where did it land on you? I think I felt like a little bit on my shoe. Like, it actually did not make that much contact with my body. Okay. It's not too bad. But I was pissed. I was like, well, I was pissed on. But it was, like, <laughs> it was definitely like not ideal. And then I was just like, but yeah. So I got pissed on at Port Authority once. Honestly, like there are certain things that happen, you know, like the rule, like you're not in New York until 10 years. I think there are certain things that you get a deduction for. Like actually, like it's eight years if this happened. And I think getting pissed on at Port Authority gives me like a year off that. You're immediately a New Yorker. It's like getting <laughs> baptized. If you're it's pissed like- <laughs> on at Port Authority, I don't care if you're there for a week, honey, you're a New Yorker. I will allow that to anyone to take that moniker. Yeah. I yes. think if you get pissed on at Port Authority, if you get like hit by a bus, like I think there's certain things that like That's you're immediately. 100% true. If you get hit you know, hard, way- <laughs> if you get hit by a bus or a cab, you're a New Yorker. I was almost hit by a bus in New York um, uh, in Morningside Heights and I got the number of the bus and I called the, the guy literally I mean who cares about this but he <laughs> when I say nearly clipped me like this far from me losing no, my scary. life and speeding around from 110th Street up to Broadway and I called 311 to report him because I was actually like this is someone who should not be behind the wheel of a fucking bus or anything and they were like uh-huh and what was the number uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I was like uh-huh meanwhile I'm like on a gurney I'm like 1629 <laughs> they were like uh, mm-hmm. okay yeah, we'll let you know. We'll let you know how it goes. I called a few times for nearly getting hit by taxis. They do not give a shit. And that's why people die all the time. I know. It's crazy. Opinion. No. Okay. But yeah. So I was a secret shopper. I was. Okay. What does it mean for a restaurant? Meaning you go to a restaurant, order food. They don't know that you're like testing it. So the big thing was, so I was, it was for a restaurant group that I think is still open in New York. I don't think they do the secret shopping anymore. I don't know. I haven't done it since COVID hit, but it was. Can you say which one? Yeah, we can probably bleep it, but it was, it was. Do you remember those? I do. Of course. There was one in Union Square, famously. There was one in yeah. Union Square. There's one in Port Authority and there's two in Midtown. And then they also, and this is what was hilarious, is that they also were the bar. They ran the bar of Guy's American Kitchen and Bar, like the Guy Fieri restaurant in Times Square. I know it well. That had their own homemade sodas. I went once. Go on. Well, Michelle, I was sent there upwards of 10 times. Like I had to eat at that fucking restaurant <laughs> so many times. And Didn't you get, wasn't there a really funny article once? I think in the Times or there was like some viral Guy Fieri article about all the funny shit that you can get there. Well, there was, they made, there was the best. I'll go find it because it is one of my favorite things in the world was someone made when they, like when that restaurant opened, they bought the domain name for the restaurant was like guysamerican.com, but they didn't buy guysamericankitchenandbar.com. Dying. And so someone bought that domain and put a fake menu on it. That was like, I remember there was one called like Donkamole. And it was like, it was like a bag of guacamole that was like the, 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 the menu is, whoever wrote it was so funny because it was like Donkamole. It was like 16 ounce bag of guacamole thrown at you from across the room at overhand. <laughs> like, it's the same guy from Port Authority. Yeah. He's like, take the motherfucker. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh my God. So the reason what they would have me do was I always had to sit at the bar and it was mostly about actually making sure that they weren't stealing. That was the big thing because bartenders can steal really easily. So I was supposed to spend a hundred bucks. So that usually got you like dinner and like two or three drinks, depending on like how much food you got. And you had to take another person. So it was like you and one other person. I mean, it was the best gig. So I would do it. I would do it. You would go, you would, it was about, basically all I had to do is I had to order food and drinks and timestamp everything. So making sure that everything like came at the right time. So it'd be like, wow. did I get greeted at the right time? Like within a reasonable amount of time, did they take my order? Did like the food and drinks come within the correct order? Did they pour the beer properly? I think I was supposed to note. And then the big thing was I had to pay in cash and make mm. sure that they gave me 
the correct change and that everything was on the receipt. Because a way, a really easy way bartenders can steal is like, I can drop you a check and then void stuff off the check and then I can pocket the difference. Does that make sense? Let me tell you something. Not only does it make sense, I as a customer like when people do that because <laughs> I, no, listen to me. I'm not being funny. I, I, and I always say, you know, you take something off the check for me, you get it back to yourself in tip or cash. Yeah. hundred percent. Like that's how I operate. I don't just take, I'm, or, you know, I'll save like two bucks, but give him 10, whatever it is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I am always on the side of the server or bartender and I always am like, take the shit. Like, I, honestly, if they don't charge me for a round, which I have my bars like in New York that they know me. So of course they was like, throw a free round. Yeah, I wait because yeah. they know that mama's going to give that shit back to them in cash. No, so this is, so okay, like so that. this is different than that. This is different than that because that I love when they give you something for free. This is where they give you, so like, Oh, after you pay, they void it. So that they then pocket the difference and you, like, so let's say your check was for 70 That's bucks funny. and then they void $20 off. They then pocket the 20 Without you even getting credit or knowing. I exactly. Got you. That's so, fucked. Okay. Yeah. So it was about checking for that essentially. So you mm-hmm. had to like, th- you had to check for that. And that was pretty much it. But I would get paid, I would get reimbursed for the 100 bucks and then paid on top of it 125 bucks. Wow. And it was like no Wait, work. Can we do this again? I mean, I would go back in a heartbeat. Like if they gave it, if they, yeah. I mean, it was like, I was eating a lot of fruit. Let's yeah. do that again. <laughs> So I it was. It's like the whale too. I'm like. I'm Jake. like literally like yeah. It what was. Like, <laughs> I was like yeah. It's like should, can I add like like emodium to my invoice because I was. Like, <laughs> especially when they were sending me the Guy Fieri restaurant, that was like tough. Like the food there was tough. Yeah, of um, and so expensive. Like the Times Square restaurants are crazy. I had something happen to me, and actually, so I should plug this here. But uh, when is this podcast coming out? Like a next like in a few weeks. weeks. Yeah. yeah. In a few weeks after 2023, I think this, Katie, 2023. Yeah. Oh, so let me just, uh, and I'm sorry that I'm, if I'm causing edits right now, but, um, so I actually had something happen and I won't regale you with the entire story, but I had Adam rip on, on, uh, the Michelle Collins show, Patreon. Uh, we did a new year special together and Adam and I are obsessed with. Wait, I've never been. Have you never been? I've never been and I'm dying to go. Well, I got to tell you, you should come to Miami while I'm here, but we cannot go back to this particular location because <laughs> I, I, I can't tell the story here because honestly, I was like, oh, this will be a quickie with Adam. And then it was a Ken Burns documentary. It went on forever. <laughs> I, I had to give every detail, but I had something happen to me here in Miami that was hands down the craziest thing to ever happen to me in a restaurant to the point where I got up and left and said, I'm not paying for anything. I tipped our bartenders who were really nice. I gave them 20 and I went, I'm sorry. No. What like, happened? Basically, I, might, I mean, I'm not going to tell the whole thing, but... My joke was that I was pushed into a Karen corner because I have a friend who doesn't eat something, which it's like an allergy, but more of a mental allergy. Like just, it nauseates her. And I was there with her and like, we ordered some food that all had it in it, which it didn't list it on the menu. But I was like in such a good mood. I said, who cares? Let's just order another one. I'll pay for this. You know what I mean? And yeah, 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 yeah. It and eat that one. Like I wasn't calling anyone out, even though like it wasn't on the menu. And then this one girl came over who worked there and was like, I just want you to know that like, it says at the bottom of the menu that you, you need to tell us about your allergies. It's like not our fault. And I, said, and I said, wait, that wasn't the problem. I went, yeah, but she was like 20. I went, no, that's fine. Like we, I didn't even, I'm not mad. Like I'm saying, put another order in. It's okay. You know, you're, it was like defensiveness. Like it's okay. Yeah. And then she came around and was like, and also it was in everything here, just so you know, cause the girl, my friend had already started eating some of it. Which, oh God, it was, she was such an idiot. I'm like, you fucking dummy. Like, just shut up. She's eating this one. Like, she doesn't, she doesn't taste it. Like, shut up, oh my you know? God. 
And so I was like, you know what? You're like causing actually like you're making this into an issue. Like we weren't doing anything. And now I actually do want to get one of these things off the check because of the way that you're speaking to me, making us feel like it's actually insane. And she goes, I I'm sorry, I can't do that. I can do it, but I have to take one of the plates away if I do that. And I went, and what, put it in the garbage? Like, this is crazy. Like, she goes, I'm going to get the manager. Like, I imagine so that I'm she wasn't there. even the manager? No, she was the bartender. I imagine that I'm sitting there, though, and I'm like, I, and I, we were dressed up. It was like holiday time. I was feeling cute. Like, you know, and I'm like, this is the most deranged thing. And then this manager comes out. I call her Rockabilly. I'm not giving any names, even though obviously I know everyone's name. And... <laughs> I don't, you know, listen, I'm telling the story not to get anyone fired, maybe a, a harsh speaking to, but also like, I genuinely had a panic attack, like for real, not being dramatic. Like I, that's why I got up and left. And this girl comes out arms crossed, basically completely defensive from the get as though we are the ones like making the issue. You know that's what I mean? so and crazy like, making. What'd you say? That would be so crazy making to be like, we're not mad. Like, don't stop. Like. We I wasn't. Well, that was the thing. That was why I actually was double pissed. Cause I'm like, I actually wasn't even, we weren't mad. Yeah. And we were trying to de-escalate. And then it was like, everyone insisted on escalating oh it. God. And so now the manager comes out. I'm thinking like, why are we getting Karen? You're carrying us now. Like we yeah. weren't even doing anything. And she kept, and she was like, well, if you would let me finish, if you would stop interrupting me with her arms crossed, Jake, some young girl. And I'm like, I, I mean, I'm not giving like every detail. Go pay for the Patreon and watch. I tell the story. You're like, I was holding a gun the whole time. I forgot to mention. <laughs> holding a massive gun. I was in my tree cosplay. <laughs> but let me also add that um, I tell the story much funnier with Adam because I was like really Well, I'm going to listen. One. I have to listen now. And now I'm like angry again. But um, I got up and I said, we're not paying for anything. And I said, we're, I mean, I've never, we're going. And so we get up to leave. And then one of our bartenders who we were friends with, because I gave him 20 cash because I was like, I'm not an um, asshole. I yeah, tip yeah. our bartenders, you know. And I they go, Do you want to speak to the general manager? And I go, wait, there's a there's a bigger <sighs> boss. There's a, a I big like boss. them. And I, I said, like I'll be I, no, those are my people. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and funny enough, we had been the best of friends. I was complimenting them like they were so sweet. They were not well, anyone. That's giving how us you problems. actually know the AGM was in the wrong then if an employee is being like, you need to speak to this person because like these people are being assholes. Like that's how you actually know you were in the right. Well, I looked at them and I said, let me tell you something. We're not, I'm not paying a dollar for the meal. So I'm happy to walk out. Cause like, I, I did not come here to like call a manager. You know what I mean? No. I go, but do you, I said, do you want me to speak to the general manager? I go, is she someone that you maybe have problems with? And they go, we'll call the general manager out like that. And I, well, you know, I was dying laughing. So then we walked outside, but Jake, seriously, I had, I was having no, an anxiety attack. I would, attack I would freak real. the fuck out. That sucks. I'm sorry that happened to you. No, thank you. And like, and I'm not trying to play victim here, but it's just insane that I was painted to look like some kind of bitch when it's like, no, you're the bitch. Like, what the fuck? You know, I know that I'm beautiful and dressed up, but let, let you, we were really dressy. Like we really looked great too. And I'm like, you're actually stereotyping us. Cause we're dressed up and having fun as assholes. Like you're the yeah, asshole. Yeah. What the you know? fuck? That's so crazy. Yeah. And then manager came, Okay. by the way, I also did email corporate. I wasn't going to, and then I could not fall asleep Saturday night. Cause I was so upset. You need to release it. And I needed to release it. And I sent an email and I've not heard. It's been a week. There has been no anything. I'm like, okay. Okay. Wait, so what um, happened when you talked to the general manager? She was adorable. She was so nice. She walked out. She was new to that location. She was like also 23. You know, the thing is no one wants to work anymore. So <laughs> I also know that. I, I'm aware of that. So when this other girl was being a bitch, I'm like, oh, they can't find anyone to do your job. That's why you're doing it. Like now yeah. I'm understanding what's going on here. Um, but the, the main girl was so nice. She was like, please, I beg you. She's like, come back. 
all on us, like whatever you want. And I'm like, I really adore you, but I cannot walk. I mean, yeah. I cannot step foot back into that restaurant. <laughs> it's not worth it for a roll of sushi, but I love you. Yeah. So she was really nice and she got it. She was like, 100%, that was crazy. So I said, thanks. We went to Cheesecake and then I went home. Oh, I love that you went to Cheesecake and said, here's the thing. Wait, okay. This is the thing that people need to understand mm. is like, I'm all for doing a good job and showing up and doing a good job and like being responsible for your job. You are not, you are not a soldier for your this like institution you work for. Thank like, you. You do not need to give like you need do need a, you do not need to put yourself on a fucking cross. I love you, babe. I want you to do a good job. I want you to take your job seriously. But you can be reasonable. Like if someone, it's food and drink. No, like, and why are you even here? That was the whole thing. And I actually said so because when I got pissed, I'm like, you know, you can leave actually one twenty dollars sushi roll for us because of what you just you know. And by the way, between us, I would have put it in the tip because I'm not. I was not there for free food. And that's um, the thing. Yeah they wouldn't let it go. They were like making it seem like, and then some drunk next to my friend leaned over a woman wasted out of her brains by herself. She goes, by the way, cause it was about a mayonnaise issue. I love fucking mayonnaise. My friend doesn't need it. And this drunk woman was like, um, by the way, I- I've been to Japan and they actually do put mayonnaise in their rolls there. <laughs> And I leaned around, you know, and, you know, my mom was in the Israeli Air Force. So like I was raised, basically I was abused growing up. So I leaned around and I was like, literally no one is asking you your opinion or talking to you. So please, like, <laughs> I'm scary. Like I have that, you know, I was like, please not. I, no, absolutely oh not. My Go back. God. Yeah. That's, anyway, that's I'm a nice person for your listeners. I don't want them to think that I, you were out with me. Just people love me. Come on. People love you. People love you. We made friends with it. We made friends, literally the thing. Well, that's why you're the best though, is that you're, you're literally talking to everyone. Like you talk, yeah. you talk to the Uber driver and the bartender the same way you're talking to me. Like you don't treat anyone like the help. A hundred. But that's, I go out that's of my way. Really I love it. Rare, that's, I like to know people. Yes. Thank but you. that's really rare. Even like. There's nothing worse. Have you ever, there's like nothing is worse to me than when you see someone like, like, how do I word this? Like if you've like gotten to know someone and then you go out to them with a restaurant for the first time and then they like talk to waiters in a weird way. And I'm like, motherfucker, like not even rude, but sort of like, you can tell that like, oh, your parents like didn't talk to servers like they were humans. Do you know what I mean? Do I know what you mean? (laughs) Do I know? Let me just, do I know what you mean? Yes. (laughs) It's one of the worst feelings in the world. And I have to tell you something funny is that I think because I am obviously a narcissist, but I also know that I have a mostly a good way with people. So when I'm out with someone who I know has that and something happens, I choose to be the ambassador to the staff because I'm like, I'm so charming. I'm going to de in my mind. I'm like, I'm a brilliant de-escalator, you know, like I'm going to de-escalate this. And the story that I just told, what was so frustrating was like, there was no, there was no way to de-escalate it. Like they were, they wanted, they insisted on an escalation. And that's when I was like, you want to escalate it? You pay for the whole meal and let's get the fuck out of here. Cause I'm not fucking dealing with this right now. It was, (laughs) it was like, um, it really, I felt like I was absolutely out of my mind crazy, but I, it's a very uncomfortable thing when you have a friend who behaves like that. Yeah, And with a friend, I can almost deal with it. Certainly in a romantic situation, that is, I would say, basically my top deal breaker, honestly. Yeah, that's going to be one of like a number one deal. That's like up there for me. That's probably one of my top deal breakers, I think. And also like my dad, and I know he'll never hear this, my dad, as he's aged and sort of, you know, aging isn't a funny thing and things happen or whatever else. Absolutely. Because my dad is a charming guy, but like I think that he has lost that and will sometimes speak like my mom and I will be out to dinner with him and he'll do something and we are like how do you think you're like because we're so the same my mom and I when yeah. we, we uh, talk to people and it's humiliating it's like how the fuck dare you like no you know we get really 
Like we straighten him out, but it's uncomfortable. That's also things going on with him as he's aging and things like that. Well, the aging thing is a totally different thing because you just start to, the world changes a little too much and then you can't actually function socially. Trust me, I'm watching it happen. (laughs) There's, there's a lot going on in this situation. So it's like, I don't even know if he knows he's doing it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, but it's still humiliating. It's like, you cannot talk to people that way. I'm sorry. You know, we go nuts. It's horrible. I know the emotional labor of like dealing with, like I've worked at a place where it's all old people. Like I've worked at an all. Really? Yeah. I worked at a place where the breakfast, I would do breakfast at this restaurant and it was all like rich, rich old people. And God, it was, tell me the name of it so I can go find someone. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was hell's waiting room. Truly. Like it literally was like, it was <laughs> wild. Like it, Wow. You could not serve coffee hot enough. You could not serve coffee. Boiling boiling hot coffee. (laughs) And they'd be like, this isn't hot. And they'd be like, you just can't feel your fucking mouth, Ethel. Like, it was just like so... Wait, can I ask a personal question? And maybe it's not the right temperature to ask this. Was this... What kind of old people are we talking about? Were they old Jewish people? I hope not. I feel like they were. I know. I know. No. Because there was a lot of... There was a... Like waspy? Like writ... It was Gramercy. Oh, fabulous. Do you know what I mean? So it was like that. It was like, it was like old money rich. Old money rich. That makes me feel good because I just want to make sure my people didn't harass you in any kind of way. No, because I'm, I I get along with Jews. That's my, I I don't have issues with Jews. I'm Jewish. So that probably helps. (laughs) Well, yeah. As a Jewish person, I sometimes have issues with them, which is why I'm so like, you know, it's like, I just want to make sure that they were nice. No, totally. I actually think the, we have to wrap up. So it's like that we're about to, I can't open oh, no. this can of worm, but it's like the, the stereotypes of like Jewish people de- being diff- difficult in restaurants, I actually don't think are nearly as true as they like come up to be. I would agree with that. I just think we're loud. That's, so when yes. we have a problem, it's like 500 times louder than a wasp. We're sending a plate back. It's like, there's like a air raid siren. All of a sudden I'm in Tel Aviv. I'm in a stairwell. I'm going, what's happening? Someone's the thing about eggs weren't made right. The thing is, do you know what? But do you know what I feel like Jewish people are good about doing is going to the right place for the right thing. Like if they want something, they go to the place for it. This is the thing that happened with wasp all the time is they'd be like, I'm, they'd like be sitting there and they'd be like, and I'll do a side of French fries. And I'd be like, we don't have French fries. And they'd be like, we'll get them. And it's like, no, you came to the wrong place. Do you know what I mean? It's like wow. that sort of thing where it's like, that's never, a Jewish person wouldn't do that. No. In my opinion. Do you know what I mean? No, thank God for us. Thank God for us. You know, God, good, God bless us. Can't believe we have to wrap. I know it went by so fast, but basically this is easy for us. But the end of the show is that we just plan our next night out together, which I would love to do with you. This is like genuinely the best show I've ever done. <laughs> I'm so excited. So wait, here's a question for you. What's you're not that? coming to Miami next month, obviously, because I'm here till the end of January. So you're going to be really pissed off at me. Coming in February? No, I'm flying to I'm flying to Miami January fifteenth, but I'm immediately getting on a boat. I'm taking I'm going on a cruise. What cruise are you going on? And should I come? Um, yeah. Do you want to come on the Virgin Voyages? We're going on the Virgin Cruise. Who is it? You and who? Me and my best friend David. Who you would like? Wait, I need to know more information. How many days is it? Five. Bimini and Cosmo. What'd you say? It's going to Bimini and Cosmo. Um, send me the link because you know. And it's um and it and it's a no children cruise. No kids are allowed on the boat. Um, come, then if they like um, stop me at the door, like, we're sorry, Miss Nellis. We know about your Jack disease. You're not allowed on. I'm like, pardon? What? Um, oh my God. <laughs> the Wait. person who just wrote, who wrote Jack just had a chill go down their spine because no one has spoken <laughs> of that movie in 30 years. Someone was just like, Jack. <laughs> I reference Jack three times a day. They must be freezing constantly. I'm always, <laughs> I love Jack. Um, let me think about it. Wait, I don't want to crash your thing, but no, I was on the Goop cruise in September and I got to tell you, I had the time of my life. How this is my first though? cruise. Did you get a deal? Did you get a deal on it? All right, you're going to send me the link. I actually would go. Okay, I'll, let me, I'll, I'll send I a text. I think that would be fun. No, you would love. 
Okay. I'm kind you of getting go. excited. No, it's Because I actually feel, I feel personally, can I be honest with you? I was supposed to come to New York next month for something and it fell through. So now I'm actually a bit in the dumps because I was like, I'm not even going to New York next, you know, I'm, I'm oh, sort of like totally. stuck here a little bit. Um, but okay. Plan our next night out. Well, let's plan our cruise night out. Now, what is your energy on a cruise? Because I never love to dress up. Oh, you've never been. I've never been so on a cruise. here's the funny thing. I was only on my very first long cruise in September because I went on the Goop cruise, even though I didn't pay for the Goop package. I was just on the boat. And I got to say, five days is the perfect amount because we were on for 10 days. By day eight, I was like 12 monkeys, Brad Pitt, Babylon. I'm actually really like, glad you said that because I wanted to go on a longer cruise in my best, and David was like, we're not doing more than five. Like I refused. No, and I was already a lot. Okay. I'm telling you. That's really validating for me. Thank you for saying that. No, you're doing the right thing. I wouldn't have gone on one that's longer than five because I it really it's exhausting. And also every night you're doing fun things, you get tired, you totally. know the boat rocking a lot. It's it's exhausting. Okay. Okay, interesting. So let's do okay, gorge. So if we're out on the if we're on the cruise, I guess that let's do a dress up night. I feel like there has to be one fancy night. No, there's more than one. You and do I'm fancy showing every night. the other thing is I have so many beautiful dresses and gowns. Yes. Like I want to come on the cruise for Instagram content. Well, and that's the company. Thing. But, oh my God, wait, Jake, I do want to come. I'm wait, come, come. I'm dead okay, serious. Okay, no, perfect. And we can record a show on the boat. That'd be fun. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be very fun. And I'll you'll love David. You'll love David. We've been friends oh since I was 12. Oh my God, that's so fun. Okay, I'm excited. All right, so we're hanging out. We're going to Mexico. Okay, mm -hmm. so what is your, but what's your going out? We went out once. What is our next night out? I say I put on a beautiful, I know the dress I'm wearing on dress up night. Okay, perfect. I bought, the most stunning. You know that I'm like a Fashion Nova queen. Like yeah. I fucking love Fashion Nova. And it's when it, it's mostly miss, but when it hits, it's like it hits as though Valentino himself came back from the dead to make me something and it was a hundred dollars. You I'm know, it's obsessed. stunning stuff. So I have a, a Fashion Nova gown that I was maybe gonna wear on New Year's, but if we do the cruise, I may wear it. It's stunning. Oh it's killer. Send me a pic. I wanna see this. What color is it? It's sheer. It's black, of course. Floor length on me. I'm six foot one. Hits the ground. Tall girls. Fashion Nova is the way of the future. And it's a black sheer long sleeve dress covered in black studs. But but like flat ones, not, you know, whatever, pointy ones. But it's just like, <laughs> it looks, it's so killer, stunning, expensive looking. It's sexy. Ooh. It's killer. I'm excited. Okay. This will be, we'll have a big sexy night on the boat. So I think we just, I think we go, I think we... I think we follow the pattern of of the of our London night. So what that means for me is that we book whatever the most questionable onboard entertainment is for the evening. <laughs> With, well, that goes every night without question. And by the way, you're going to be shocked because the onboard entertainment on this last cruise I went on, I was such a bitch about it. I was like, oh, before I saw it, I was like, oh, cruise entertainment. And I've heard it's amazing. Weeping, like why I was standing out of my seat, like Orson Welles. Like, why are these people not on? I know we have to go on Broadway. They were phenomenally talented. So, I you're gonna be shocked. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now if there's a magician, I'm making us go. No, I love it. I'm in. Okay, you don't so know me. I'm I think cheesy. we're doing like, martinis, magician, back to martinis and dinner, and then pool party. I, I bet there's a good pool party because I know I there's a pool something? on the main deck. You may have just with this invitation, and I'm not just saying this to be nice, you may have right now just pulled me out of an actual deep depression. Like, wow. I actually, I'm not being funny. Despite the color of my sweater, which is yellow, I was, I'm like so in a rut here just because I hate Miami. I'm just like, oh, what am I doing here? And the idea of having a cruise to look forward to makes me feel alive again. Okay, so perfect. You. I'm going to, we're going to make this happen. I'm going to send you I the agree. info. I don't care even how much it is. Whatever. What's money? <laughs> I'm already eating shit out of a canister every night. Let's do it. <laughs> Come in. Heaven. Okay. Well, thank you so much for doing show. This was heaven. And I love you. Oh, JK, I love you. And guys, thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to Going Out with Jay Cornell. If you could please go and rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this on, that would be really gorgeous for me in a huge way. So thank you. And now for some credits. Going Out with Jake Cornell is recorded in New York City and produced by Keith Beavers and Katie Brown. The music you're hearing is by Darby Seaside. The cover art you're probably looking at was photographed by M. Cooper and designed by Danielle Grinberg. And a special shout out to Vinepair co-founders Josh Mallon and Adam Teeter for making all of this possible. 